do you think like the guys who who are really into like identifying as yeah that? like like being the daddy <clears throat> or like role play like they would be social possibly well or social or at least second have it, as well yeah, yeah. in there I, I think so. I mean, and and it's possible. Um, I mean, I could see social lasts doing it to some degree, so, mm. someone that had a different history than I do. But yeah, generally speaking, I think there's a much more solid base to work from if you're social first or second. Because well, that term yeah. doesn't do anything for me. I've, I've realized no. it doesn't light anything up. You guys for are me. boring. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I didn't think it would, but it does. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Writing that down. <laughs> well, I think uh, self-pres has more hooks for that, I feel. Could um, be. Could what be. do you mean? Yeah. Well, because the provider thing, like, um, that. Okay. D- David's that. definitely got some of that going. Whereas the only thing I'm providing, <laughs> I'm providing. Is that dick? Is that dick? <laughs> <laughs> so, and nothing else. else. Nothing else. <laughs> I won't pay for your cab. Yep. Have no money. I wonder why women think it's a one night stand. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not paying yeah. for shit. <laughs> oh my God. I got jokes and dick. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> the big hormone Enneagram. Hi, it's John here. I'm a sexual self-prez for the five, four, five, eight, tri-type. Hi, David here. I'm a self-prez sexual nine with a one, nine, seven, four, tri-type. Hey, it's Emika. I'm an eight wing seven sexual type with the eight, five, four, tri-type. Hey, it's Nancy. I'm a self-prez social three, wing four, and three, six, nine, tri-type. The year is unknown civilization has collapsed we are left in a desert and what do you experience in a desert thirst we are thirsty big hormone enneagram fury road my name is john my world is fire and blood once i was an enneagram four a road warrior searching for righteous cause I am joined by Imperator Furiosa Nancy. Hi. Imotin Emika and Warboy David. <laughs> yes. I was itching to do a thirsty Fury Road introduction given our topic. That was amazing. Very nice. Yes. Very nice. <laughs> Is this just like is this the oasis of uh, people fucking in the middle of yes, the Yes, the citadel of, of thirst traps and something to, <laughs> something to quench our desires. Mm. Yeah, we're going to be known for the, the, the podcast that talks about, the Enneagram podcast that talks about sex liberally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that actually acts like human beings are human beings. Oh, yeah. God, mm. I don't know if I'm ready for everyone to hear this. <laughs> oh, it's happening. Uh, we are a very moist podcast yes, this is a very <laughs> moist podcast uh yeah but i think it's interesting how many um like massive differences like polar opposite differences are between the sexual first and sexual blind 
those and, conversations we had in, in the chat were really good. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's funny to me because I think when I was newer, I thought I was doing sexual. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. But it's actually just the self-pred showing up in a weird way because I feel like sexual is like kind of portrayed in this, like, I don't know, in this very friendly, it's kind of like the four of instincts, right? Mm -hmm. People just portrayed in this like friendly way. So everybody's like, oh yeah, I'm sexual first. And it's like, you know, you're not but we don't know that because we we're doing it but you know the thing is a lot of work still has to be done in making it clear what the hell sexual is i mean as with all the instincts Mm -hmm. but um especially that one because it's the one that's the hardest to describe in a very concrete way because at least with social you can sort of show like okay here are these things that um these social institutions and things that we've created uh based on social and self-pres whereas with sexual um you can't necessarily point to a sexual display because once you point to something it can be replicated so like uh like a a style of dress or i don't know like something that was captivating for one person at a certain time can become a style for a whole new generation of people that's not the sexual drive anymore if you can if you can buy it at forever 21 it's not it's not the sexual drive. <laughs> Complete opposite of it. Yeah, and and I think the biggest issue when it comes to the Enneagram in general is that the words we use are, don't mean the same thing to someone else. That's true. So major. when you said like reinventing yourself, it's like, yeah, I do that all the time, but I'm yeah. not sexual first. Yeah. Well, I guess it has. I have to get more specific uh, on what that means: self reinvention, self mutation. I, I guess a problem. Yeah. Well, I guess the way I see that happening is it's happening in the moment. Like the, um, it makes, it almost makes the sexual drive or sexual type seem like they're seven ish, which isn't true, but like the way someone is willing to to follow where the chemistry is going, like the willingness to sort of subvert yourself and, and, um, it's something that I'm trying to find the words to describe that that sexual types are doing it it it, it flirts around danger it risks self-destruction mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't know if that sounds too grandiose or anything that's good yeah. that's that's I, a well, good I one think, i think the answer is to uh have sexual blind people fuck sexual first people and <laughs> they would know exactly what it is I don't, even think, <laughs> I don't think it would even tell within the act no. itself <laughs> Like, I don't know if there would be, I would say probably the one thing that's, because when everyone's trying to fuck, they, everyone turns it on, you know, that, that yeah. energy of, yeah. I want to get under this person's skin. Like, that's when even sexual blinds, like, they, it feels like when they're into me, it feels like, oh shit, like this, it feels like something a person who was, who had sexual would do. But then it's like outside of this context, they're uncomfortable with that energy. Whereas I'm like, yeah, let's continue this. Like we have this thing, but it was like, no, they just wanted to fuck me. Mm-hmm. But it, now I'm just like, no, let's like go to breakfast and let's like meet up next week and do it again. And like, hell no, <laughs> that is a short, short instance of time. But it's funny that it's it's. So I never knew that that's what sexual was until you guys started talking about it, because like that I can do that with like men I don't care about. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Which is what we were talking about. Such the as chat. these guys who you're trying to convince them right now to have sex with you because they're sexual <laughs> first. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. Oh, okay. David. Oh. Um, <laughs> she cares about us. <laughs> no, it's not so much that men I don't care about. It's like men I'm not intimidated by. Like I can never see a future with them. Um, okay. So, so that's like, what's going so on. Yeah. So it's not so much that I don't care about people. It's that I'm like, yeah, I'd never bring you home to my parents. Uh, that kind of thing. But it's like, you know, I can turn it on. But the second they do it in public in front of other people that I didn't like, Oh. I didn't turn it on. Like they turned it on. I didn't. I'm like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Shut that down. Okay. I, I've been trying like for years. I've, I've probably bored all of you with this sort of questioning that I've had uh, to understand what the fuck has been going on with me and my sex life. Like what happens with, I show up at a bar and some girl is like all over me for whatever reason, or because she's into me and I'm, I'm interpreting that as genuine interest, but it's really aggressive. <laughs> It's really aggressive, and I interpret that as like, okay, she really likes me, but the fact is she's being really aggressive because she doesn't give a fuck about me. <laughs> well, it's not that, again, it's not that I wouldn't give a fuck about. Well, I mean, like, that's, it, it wouldn't show up in any other context. Like, like besides sexuality, besides, like, I want to have sex with him, um, like, they I'm like, oh, they, she really likes me and, and like, let's hang out some other time. But it's like, no, like, I don't want you to meet, like, I'm compartmentalized for yes. just yes. sexuality. Yeah. You are the guy at the bar. Exactly. And you stay <laughs> nameless. Compartmentalized is a good, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that, a really that kind of gives you the structuralness of uh, self-present social, right? Mm -hmm. You know, oh, that kind true. of alludes to that. Yeah, there's so, your, that's really true. Yeah. I, I did understand, um, I like you, you were saying in the chat the other time that that sexual ass girls or people in general are assuming that if we have sex that um, they, you don't want to do this again. Or if you were to do it again, it's not going to be in any other context. It's not, it doesn't, it's not an invitation for us to merge in any other way. Mm -hmm. And I interpret sexual interest as interest <laughs> no yeah. so i Glowy. think global so it, interest well, yeah. what's, Wait. What, uh, hmm? sexual interest doesn't translate to interest interest no yeah apparently no, it, doesn't. it does not so here's, <laughs> New here's where i get I'm just trying to figure that one out <laughs> this is Okay, this is just so that's, funny to me. That's how I know there is interest. Exactly. Aww. Aww. <laughs> so I've been suffering I'm so for glad years. You're suffering <laughs> for years because I, I just like I don't understand. No, it's like, why mean, do you? <laughs> even yeah. if if Alari doesn't want to have sex, I think she doesn't love me. <laughs> oh, I have the urge to hug you right now. <laughs> or, or, or the uh, or the Fortunately, she's always down. <laughs> or or the yeah. opposite, someone who does want to have sex with you a lot is really into having sex with you, but isn't actually interested in you. That doesn't so, make it that's a weird one. Yeah. So first of all, in the context of a relationship, I'm always down to have sex with my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Um so that kind of, you know, in a relationship it changes a little bit. But um I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, um, it's it's weird to me because I don't know how much of this is like a self-pred social thing and how much of this is like uh, um, from the media 
because men are portrayed as once we like portrayed, you know, this is not accurate, but they're portrayed as once we fuck, you will no longer be able to date them. Like if you have sex on the first date, they aren't going to like you and like, Mm. you know, you, you done messed up. So I don't know how much of this is like an assumption in a girl's mind and how much of this is their actual instinct. Like there is a line there because there's a lot of girls that are like, oh, I don't want to have sex on the first date because he's not going to like you after that. But then, so if we have sex on the first date, we assume you are. Okay. I mean, I guess that's kind of showing social blindness because um, no matter how many times I hear that, it, it doesn't stick that idea of people putting a social judgment on how quickly they have sex um that has never computed for me but apparently it's a big deal it is a big deal it it has stopped being a big deal to me but that's like due to a massive amount of work Mm -hmm. so i don't really know where that line is of like where is the instinct and where is this just ingrained in our minds due to media so you're saying that gives the well, woman freedom, so to speak, you know, like knowing that that's going to ruin the whole long term as a woman, then you might as well just go for it and do the one night thing. Yeah. Right? Well, if you want to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But also, like, I I am better at that than a lot of my female friends. So, like, that, you know, that doesn't. Yeah. It's not for a machine. Yeah, pretty much. The brain mantis. I'm just... <laughs> I I've come to understand that if if someone that I just met is sexually aggressive with me, it's because they've already decided that I'm a guy who will not give a fuck and will not demand any sort of emotional connection. <laughs> like, Probably. Yeah, I mean, maybe my hair gives it away. I don't know. No, I don't think it's your hair. <laughs> she sees me and she's like, yep, that guy, he's da- down. He's definitely down to fuck and I'm not. I mean, you, know. you just, you look like a good time though. Yeah, I guess. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're that like stereotypical attractive guy. So you, I mean, not stereotypical, but you're an attractive guy. <laughs> so it's like, you know. It's girls those shirts. Are like, it's the shirts, man. It's the and, shirts. And the fact that by the end of the evening at a bar, they're usually unbuttoned. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Down to the belly button. <laughs> they, there's no buttons left, all right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. There's it's no like, yeah, why, why am I being pursued for sex? But then I look like a, like a thought, <laughs> like a, like a and, hoe. And you're, the, and you're the first one to come up behind a girl and like, <laughs> like, put your ass near her ass <laughs> i do do that I do, yes you, you i do. do a lot of slutty things so there yes. you go the mating dance <laughs> surprise surprise <laughs> i'm just i'm just trying to understand why you know it has to be just one night you know like why why does it have to be compartmentalized and i think that's the difference is i think sexual interest is interest but apparently sexual interest is, can just be just sex and yeah that's it. And it's the problem of definitions coming up around things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sexual blind and I have really never had an issue with separating sex from liking someone like not ever. Like I was always the person that like made boys cry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I have wow. had a man 
all in front of me after sex because I got a Tinder update on my phone. (laughs) And I looked at it. (laughs) And he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm looking at Tinder. What are you doing? And he was like, why would you do that? I'm like, oh, God. No. That guy is me. (laughs) Oh, oh, no. I can tell you right now, you are way cooler than him. (laughs) I I would just be crying silently inside. I wouldn't let you know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. That's worse. There would only be the slightest lip quiver to betray. (laughs) (laughs) But see, that taught me. I was like, oh, this isn't how everyone functions. I wouldn't have known that if he didn't cry in front of me. I was like, oh, wow, this is like a thing. Yeah, and it was interesting to see in the chat that not every sexual blind um, agreed with um, the way you feel about this. So I, not to say that every sexual blind is, is oh, no. yeah. can easily compartmentalize um, that thing, but I'm starting to see that there is something to that mm-hmm. for every sexual blind. So I'm trying to understand it. Um, even though maybe not every sexual blind is this cold. <laughs> well, th- yeah, this is like the three who has like shoved their heart into the deepest, darkest corners of their <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, maybe don't take me as an example. Hmm. Yeah. But no, that's a very interesting, it's a, a very interesting line of discussion as to like to, to uh, get at what the sexual type is how sexual types interpret uh interest and um yeah what that's about i always thought sexual types were a lot harsher but you guys are making it sound like you're just giant blobs of goo that just want to be held Like, I oh. always thought of sexual types as being, like, the type that was, like, the most, like, fuck off, but, like, you're not somehow, but you still are. I don't know. Well, it's a problem of attraction, right? So, oops, you're attracted, and so you're in, you know what I mean? And so then there's a thing you got to do, and you got to play it out, or find, you know, whether it can go somewhere, and so you get sort of pulled in. Right against your own will, almost right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 incredibly vulnerable because it, it you're giving up a part of yourself to um, like you're just taken in a way, and uh, it, it's it's hard to be tough when your boundaries are that permeable against your own will. <laughs> There's a there's a uh, symbolic or metaphorical idea of you know the genitalia is the sensitive area right so your sense and so it's also representative of psychological sensitivity. Mm-hmm. Right. So, David, at one point you told me that, um, like the sexual instinct. I forgot how you put it. Well. I don't think I could ever remember how you put anything. Yeah. But um, you said that the sexual instincts kind of like the female. Because I was explaining the sexual eight to you and I was surprised by how soft they were. And you said that the sexual instinct can actually soften an eight. And I thought that was interesting. And at one point you described it as like a 
Yeah, I mean, just again, I'm always doing whatever uh, archetypal psychological rather than the actual animal necessarily instinct. But yeah, I mean, I think of it as androgynous, right? So, you know, whereas aid is sort of just using aid as an example to put with the sexual instinct, aid is prototypical, you know, sort of the masculine sort of. Uh, prototype right so to speak the macho prototype and then sexuals bringing in a full you know 50 percent you know module into that space and that's a you know if aid is about armoring up and sexual is partly water and fire water and fire is a pretty big problem in relation to having some armor on right <laughs> you know it's it's uh it doesn't really work you have to take the armor off right mm -hmm. and uh yeah i mean or or, or else you're not going to mix fires you're not going to be able to mix waters and the armor is going to get wet and it's going to chafe you and or it's going to be burning and you're going to have to strip the whole thing off i don't know if that's going too far afield into abstraction but that's how i work with it no, you strip it off david go ahead yeah so <laughs> yeah so anyway it's a, it's a significant yeah i mean sexual gets um conceptualized as pretty as phallic is one one simple way to say it but it's but one of our points would be that it's both phallic and yonic vaginal whatever okay you're meaning like female male yeah okay it's it's hermaphroditic is one word i use okay Fig figuratively yeah. androgynous and it's why androgyny comes up in a fair number of you know human artists you know that are uh as opposed to animal artists uh artists <laughs> <aliens>. that are <laughs> yeah uh, as opposed uh, to alien artists that's right, right. Yeah, you know, that's right never know what they're gonna do yeah. but anyway go ahead or or fish artists um yeah. uh Artistic. yeah um why androgyny comes up as a theme and why it's it's actually like an ideal Right. Like it's for like, sexual types or for for sexual types. Okay. For people with sexual first and second, androgyny is is like a like a high, high ideal. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like a uh yeah. One of the uh common getting it wrong things that I see all over the internet when people are typing sexual types is just or, or th people they think are sexual types is like Often you see these very uh, one-dimensional masculine characters or people that are, yeah. oh, these are this is a sexual type because they're extreme in some form, or they have, um, or they have a, a very masculine presenting posture. But like I think, just off the top of my head, I mean, nearly every or every sexual type male at least has something very androgynous about not just their appearance but the way they display their energy yep. and it's because of this you know that you're you're not keeping a solid boundary you know you're you're looking for that boundary to be revised on some level and yeah the reason is david speaking to the water and fire in the sexual is because of this you know 
phallic polarity that in sex is about polarity itself. Uh, and we get this trinity of instincts, but we also get this quaternity, if that's the right word, of, of energies. So that, <clears throat> that kind of makes sense why like social and self-pres first that are, excuse me, sexual blind people have such a hard time with sexual first and second people because self-pres social is like all about the boundaries. Oh yeah. And, and all about the, and all, and again, all about the definitions, whereas sexual mm-hmm. is just, this thing is water and fire, which could flow and go anywhere mm-hmm. and become anything. And it's, and it's destroying as it goes. I mean, if you want to keep the metaphor going, right? It's actually yeah. destroying structures and 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 its sexual instinct has a an openness to letting that happen, and that's part of the the boundary drop. Have you Nancy, have you um besides myself, do you know any have you met any other sexual eights? Um so there was a sexual eight. I mean, I, I I think she typed herself correctly um, in the narrative training, okay. and she was female, which was very different. Um, yeah. So I th- I think that's really the only other one. There aren't really many a, types out in the world. Yeah, it's. I was gonna bring that back up because eights is a eights are good. Um, type to look at the sexual drive because because of how you know strong they're supposed to be and what the sexual drive does to them and so those of us who I think for me it, it took meeting some other sexual aids to really like okay understand an aspect of myself um, to see another sexual aid like okay how does that feel um, a, a type that is forceful but then you've got this energy that's really soft um, and the first time I met a sexual eight was uh, a couple years ago at IEA. Um, and um, she, uh, someone told me, I think it was David, I mean, you might have told me that, hey, someone sells a sexual eight, you should go, you should go talk to her. So I, we ended up meeting. And it was the first time that I met someone who, she had this like, it was penetrating, but soft, but energy. But when you look, got really close, it was like a steel beam. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was that was what it felt like. And I was like, oh, I guess because from a distance, it feels like, oh, this is kind of like a oh, inviting. Yeah, it feels presence. almost social. Yeah, it feels soft from a distance. But then when you get close, it's like you're, you run into a brick wall. Like there's, there's it's there. Like the solidity is there, but it's only up close. Yeah. And um, and she just came off really playful and. Um, and we talked about sexual drive because she, she was, we just talked about sexual eightness and, uh, I, I guess that's, that's been my experience with, um, other sexual types and with eight, it's just kind of weird because sexual eights just feel really flexible. Like it feels like this person can go anywhere. Whereas most eights like self-pres eights are, have very strong boundaries and social eights kind of have a thing that they're trying to maintain in terms of a position and with sexual aids it's like it's kind of like just wild squiggly energy that 
I don't know where this is going to go. Let's just go with it. You know, that kind of a thing. That's, that's wild. Which is really stressful for me. (laughs) (laughs) I hate the going anywhere thing. (laughs) I have to be on Valium to do that. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what I'm curious because like, I never know who is a sexual instinct and who's not like, it always just confuses the crap out of me. Um, what about like a softer type, like a generally like welcoming softer type? What would like a sexual instinct look like on them? Hmm, like which type? Type. Um, I mean, I guess the like the soft type that comes to mind is a two, even though I know they're not like soft, but mm. like you know when I'm like that, I don't know. Sexual twos uh, can be pretty intense. Uh, like they're they're. There's a sort of like, so it's interesting because twos are generally very warm, but I think the sexual instinct makes a sexual two a little, um, you feel they're hungry. And uh, I don't know any sexual two men in my life, but um, I've met several sexual two women. And, you know, like I know one, for example, who is like a sex therapist or coach or something like that. Um, but they've got like when they're into you, they're extremely assertive in pursuing you. It's sort of the same thing where if I'm a self-prized too, and I feel like you're sick, uh, you know, I'll really hands-on take care of you a little bit too much. Um, or a social too, it's like I get really involved in your personal stuff. But for sexual too, they, like they're the type that when they're not so healthy, would would in a snowstorm like intentionally lock themselves out of their apartment and then be like oh i've locked myself out and you're the only place i can go you know mm-hmm. um there's a lot they of will like get you yeah there's a lot of i will get you making it happen and a lot of their seduction style is making you feel like you're so desirable that they can't control themselves you know they know that you that seduction or feeling attractive is very attractive Mm-hmm. And so even if like what happens with uh, when in any, any, anybody using the sexual instinct, whether it's in your, in your stacking or not, or whatever, healthy or unhealthy, not healthy, whatever. If you're using the sexual instinct and it's healthy, um, the sexual instinct is attracting you to enlivening and creative influences in people and experiences, right? Like it's an instinct about what's going to challenge revise or transform my boundaries and sort of upend any kind of stagnancy in my psyche whatever Mm -hmm. um but when it's unhealthy i become attracted to things that basically recapitulate old identity structures in the guise of something new and enlivening creative so it looks creative and new but it's that kind of thing where somebody will fall in love madly with uh, you know, four different people in a row, and every time they think it's some new, great, amazing thing, but turns out the same old abusive patterns show up in every single uh, relationship that are almost identical, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the sexual instinct is like keeping a status quo under the guise of not keeping a status quo. And so one of the things that can play into for the two is I can uh, – fall in love so to speak or infatuation with somebody who i'm really not attracted to but because the super ego is very strong in the two and the sense of love is very strong 
uh, I can override my body's actual in the moment experience of attraction. And I can pursue really hard because they're pinging some other part of my mental emotional stuff. And mm-hmm. so some, something I've seen is often like sexual to women uh, with a guy who's like clearly below their league. You know what I mean? Like in terms mm-hmm. of yeah. both being attractive, but also being interesting, like kind of a dud and or abusive or <laughs> just a piece of shit. And, um, you know, maybe their one of their parents made them feel like a piece of shit in the same way they, this, this guy does. So they pursue the crap out of them. Um, and then also uh, with sexual too, you get a lot of, a, it's sort of like sexual nine, but much more overt where you get a lot of, I'm adapting my preferences to conform to your taste. Uh, like if you like this, then I really like it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, there's, there's a lot of, I'm, I'm, I don't know who I am because like the two, uh, who can be so preoccupied with helping or being in relationship, uh, sexual two can lose their sense of who they're, who and what their authentic preferences and identity are. Cause I'm trying so hard to make this connection happen or this attraction happen. And I can get so carried away by making it happen that I lose the connection and authentic anchor to actual attraction, actually what I need and who I am apart from pursuing somebody else. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that fits with <clears throat> uh, a friend of mine since high school who actually passed away about 10 years ago. He OD'd. Um, but he's bisexual sexual two sexual self-pres two of the three i think his tri type was two seven eight so he's pretty assertive two and i was one of his targets um for years and i you know being sort of a passive nine i you know i wasn't interested in in the sex but the the attention was uh was I don't know, somehow interesting to me. And I was, uh, <laughs> somehow. Yeah. Um, strange and, David, like an attention. Yeah. Um, because I mean, he was like really pursuing and, and there were other friends in my friend group that he was really pursuing too. I mean, he's a really assertive pursuer. I mean, like, and, you know, trying to convince you and, and, you know, it was a real, you know, he was not kidding around. You were, you were in the sights, you know what I mean? Like this is it's. And one thing I was going to say about that, by the way, is it's interesting. We talked about sexual and eight is a, you know, sexual is a somewhat of a feminizing, uh, you know, characteristic relative to eight. And I think it's somewhat of a, of a masculine, you know, influence relative to two because two's eight is like a father archetype you might say quintessential and protector da 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 right and two is quintessential mother nurturer and with sexual i think it kind of cranks up in in a way the the a masculine aspect that's in two um and so yeah he was super pursuant and you know offering me things and even trying to convince me, you know, that, that, oh, you know, so-and-so, you know, 
Greg or so-and-so over there, you know, they're not as straight as you think, right? You know, <laughs> just shit like that. And like, oh, like I'm supposed to go, oh, okay, wow, they did it. So, oh, okay, here we go. Yeah. And anyway, um, <clears throat> and and trying to convince me with drugs, you know, he was, he always had the good drugs. That was one thing. Um, uh, and that was part of his whole seduction thing and, and the, and the, whatever he was doing. Um, I'm taking notes over here. Yeah. The process. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And he's got a line or two. And, uh, and, but what's one of the things that, but one of the things I'm getting to here is what's interesting is that because he's a two, because he was a two and super ego type, right. He, he would, he would say stuff occasionally throw it in, uh, that, this like this thing that we were going to possibly do like get really drunk or get really high on the best marijuana we used to call it god weed at the time the super good <laughs> stuff back oh then oh my god um or acid or whatever it was there was always a drug thing with him um it, and then <clears throat> and then the sex it would be this cathartic thing you know it would be this healing positive thing that we would get to you know Hmm. not ever named or not ever fully conceptualized but it was a that was a way for him to frame it as if this whole elaborate you know process that he was engaging was ultimately for my own good or any of (laughs) the target's own good right which is interesting that whole thing to need to frame it that way when it was so self-involved and you know uh yeah anyway just that's yeah that's totally uh i feel like pride is one of the least well-defined uh passions of the enneagram types generally Mm -hmm. i think people get it the least but it's that uh, sense where I can't really own my motivations, like, cause I have to see them as good. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, <laughs> it's becomes this thing of like, I need to be good. And so I have to, I, you know, I have to, I reject ba- basically seeing my quote unquote selfish or negative or self involved desires and drives. And I have to, I have to spiritualize them and make them good. I don't know I'm doing it. But it turns into this bizarre thing where they're doing all this fucked up shit, but for your good, for your own good. Yes. And it's basically saying, I don't have human complicated whatever's feelings, desires, emotions. And yeah, and and that's why it leads so quickly in a pathological to to entitlement. And so it sounds like your friend had this uh, almost entitlement to a sexual relationship with you because of whatever yeah and sometimes and i and i think that was maybe a piece of the drug aspect is i've just given you this incredible marijuana that's really expensive and you owe me something as part of it and i've paid a certain amount i've courted you and paid attention to you in this really special way so now something is owed back or something well, that's, oh, that's... That, yeah, well, that sounds kind of fucked up, but um, <laughs> <laughs> why are you laughing at that? <laughs> no, it's um, not fucked up at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing like I'm adding this to the playbook. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, what I was going to say 
um, before Amica's evil laugh in the back. That, I kind of lost my train of thought, but that that's kind of a two thing. I feel like that's like them way down the levels, but of, um, I don't know what I was going to say. I have no idea. I totally destabilized you with my yeah, laugh. Yeah, you did. You, your <laughs> your laugh, laugh was weird. <laughs> <laughs> Sexual aid up in this bitch. <laughs> Let me ask you something, though, Nancy. Is part of where you're coming from just then with that is that what I was saying was like something concerning to you almost that that happened? Um. So... Because to me, that's just actually like an interesting story. Oh. And there's like, no, I don't, Malice. I don't, I don't, I, <laughs> that me, even me calling myself, you know, victim target and all that stuff. To me, that's just entertaining. You know what I mean? I don't really have, yeah, it's not exactly like some, yeah, it's not. You sound like Brian right now. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, that didn't happen to me. It was just something that happened. Um, well, but but the fact is, no, no, no. But yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know that it's quite what you're saying. And um, I, you know, I, I still said no, and and yeah. I wasn't raped. I wasn't, you know what I mean? There's no, 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 no. And yeah. I can, I can push somebody away. You know what I mean? There's, uh. Which I actually well, did have to do. Yeah. Well, so. I think what what came to mind, uh, what what was part of what came to mind. I still don't I have no idea where I was going, but um, I have met a two before who, in in the, they labeled it as you know Christianity. They say <laughs> things like, "Oh, well, you know, isn't isn't it just like Jesus to." give up all of ourselves for other people and so they 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 make this like it this religious thing and this great like i am the most like jesus of any of you because i have the feeling of giving myself up for other people and so that's where i think part of what what i was trying to say is that's where like this christian aspect can be really dangerous for like twos because it's good. What they do is is in the Bible. Sure. And preached as the best. Thing. No, and there's often an association that twos have with some kind of religiosity, you know, yeah. in different forms and, and conceptualizing themselves as saints or yeah. angels or something like that. Yeah. It's just amazing how far down the rabbit hole they can go with like rationalization. Hmm. I'm curious, I was going to, I'd mentioned this in the chat, but um, I want to know what, from your perspective, because I mean, you've known us for a couple of years now, a couple of us that are sexual types or that have sexual in our stacking, what from your perspective stands out to you about us in that way that you can say to yourself, like, Oh, maybe that's them having sexual. Well, I think I've talked about it before, but like with sexual men, I'm instantly like for the first few minutes of meeting them, I am instantly very attracted to them. Uh-huh. So that's one of the things. Right. Nice work. 
Yeah. <laughs> Anytime. Good eye. Um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, it fades with time, so don't worry. Um, yeah. Then you go into the SPSX realm and, right. and it just stays forever. Yeah. <laughs> now, I don't know if there's any, like, one thing with that kind of... Or anything. That umbrellas all of you, but, like... There, there is with like with, specifically with John. There's like this. Uh, <laughs> to put it in a picture, to give you right, draw you a picture. It's kind of like when he's talking to you. He, I love you, John. He stabs you with a spear and is just like, I am now talking to you. <laughs> And is like that. you can't go no. away because there's a spear in you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also, it's it's very interesting. So it's it it's this like it's the piercing. It's the like we are in this. It's just us, kind of mm-hmm. like thing. Mm-hmm. I don't like know. holding you hostage. And yeah, but like also, it's totally fine. <laughs> like I'm into it. <laughs> but I it's never very... just go off on long t- tangents. No. Without break. <laughs> no, definitely not. 45 minutes later, you never but talk also, about it's Egypt. Not, no, but it's not like you are in this like kind of airy like um, space when you're talking about things. It's like you're, you're like, I don't know, if you've ever heard a lecture that just sort of goes on and on and on <laughs> and makes no sense, like that's not what I'm talking about. Like when you talk about stuff, you're like, we are in Egypt right now looking at the Sphinx and this is amazing. And <laughs> I don't know. That's a terrible description of it, but that's, that's how John's obvious sexualness comes out. Yeah. It, it's very, John is one of the most piercing individuals, if not the most piercing individual I've ever met. <laughs> I remember when terrifying I, at first. I, I met him in New York. Um, and that was the first time that I had knowingly met uh, another sexual type and so i was definitely like observing a lot and um john is ever every bit as penetrating as he seems in photos like he's his energy is it's like you said like it stabs you like a knife (laughs) yeah (laughs) i like to make sure that everybody gets uh, a pin through them and put on a in a glass case on my wall with the other insects (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but that is what go. it feels like <laughs> we're all objectified <laughs> it's very oh, specific yeah. <laughs> it is but at the same time nobody else pays attention to that's right me that much like and when when people when normal people not normal but you know what i mean when right. <laughs> when normal people you're having a conversation with they just sort of acknowledge your existence whereas with john you're like in it mm-hmm. yeah. He's like, I know you're here and I'm listening to every word that comes out of your mouth, which is Mm -hmm. terrifying because Mm -hmm. I don't know what comes out of my mouth half the time. (laughs) Yeah, I think I think a lot of uh, a lot of that is, you know, both the four and the five. Um, Mm, Yeah, because. I. I feel like. We're going to arrive at a new planet together if we like do this, you know. Uh, it's like whatever I want to talk about, it's, um, I feel like we're, we're coming into a new universe or burrowing through the crust or something like that. And, um, so on one hand, 
like there's the sense of being deep. It's not like a conscious thing, but it's it's the sexual for depth and sexual together and then discovery and sexual together with the five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. It feels like we're in a spaceship about to land on a new planet. <laughs> you're like, are you ready for this? And I'm like, I don't even know how I got here. <laughs> Meeting John was great because like, I, I, like, I, I know what that is now. I know. <laughs> I mean, it's an extreme version of it, but it's like, I know when someone's doing that. It also kind of, I'm not doing that to that degree, but I know I'm doing the same thing mm-hmm. uh, sometimes. And shortly after that, I started um, looking for other sexual types. And that was when I ended up dating um, a sexual one. And she was kind of important because because of her, we discovered the collage exercise. But um, she just had like a very, it's a similar thing where she had a way where she was stabbing you with her eyes that she just demanded attention. Um, Like you just, you couldn't ignore her. And if she was talking to you, it's almost like trying to make sure that you couldn't pay attention to anyone else. Like what I'm saying is so captivating and I want you to, I'm so here with you and I, I I need you to, to, uh, to be really in this, you know, to, to get in me or, um, and it was just such an intense, tense, um, example and i know that i'd seen that before john was the only, only other person who'd done the same thing and i was like oh yeah because i'm i'm not aware that i'm doing that either um well yeah it's just your regular everyday existence right so it was really good to meet some other sexual types to to see um that's one aspect of it part part of it is uh like hooking but it's like i don't like you might not like it right now but if we're going to keep burrowing into each other like this, you might like it. You know, it's yeah. like <laughs> hold on to the roller coaster at least long enough and you'll develop you'll you'll develop a taste for this. You know, just like let's keep going. That makes sense, yeah. And, but you do, uh, you do develop a taste for it. And it's like I like in you know, unconsciously, but it's like I I want to uh like put like put a uh a needle into your soul so that like like i'm stuck there like a like a splinter or something like that and if you like it you'll come back mm-hmm. but i need to like i need to touch that and be touched by you it's not just a one-way street like i need yes. to like feel like there's a like a a real friction going on mm-hmm. and like you know, it's not about stacking for me, but you know, there's, it's, there's, there's when I can reach that with somebody versus not that I like remember them. So like as a Mm -hmm. social blind person, I have fucking terrible facial recognition and name recognition and, or recall or remembering details that are like really obvious about stuff. Like even really good friends will tell me stuff that a million times that I really should know and I'll completely forget about this part of their life because it hasn't reached that thing. And yeah. I'll like somebody, but if I haven't reached that thing, I won't remember them. And so, uh, but yeah, it's like trying to like, uh, like if, if my body is made of wood, I want to like, like get something in there and snap it off and have them care. Like, like, like a seed of myself in them. That's, that's uh, really good. And and something to, I think what Emika was speaking to, 
that I think is compulsive in sexual types. So it doesn't just uh, play out in attraction relationships, but just generally speaking, there's a need to take things to the next level, to push it to another level. Uh, like, like things staying somewhat stable is very, feels like there's no growth or life or something. And so that can get really compulsive, but I noticed that like in, in something like jobs and, uh, I mean, I, I've been on, uh, like there'll be things that are like just going totally normal or fine, like a social situation or something like that. And it's not in every case, but some, or like a, a lecture or something. And at some point I have to like do something to get it to keep moving or something like that. And I can feel those places where things are coasting. And I think most sexual types that I know have that radar and there's a need to kind of like push things along, but it becomes like a uh, chronic pushing. Yeah. yeah. As, uh, as a self-pres sexual nine, you know, I'm partly mentioning the self-pres part and the withdrawn nine part. I, I have a pretty good, sensor for when a sexual first person is wanting a certain something from me and I <laughs> stop it. Right. Or I usually, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's this, I, I, there's this thing they're wanting something and it's really obvious. They're wanting that escalation into a certain, you know, escalation is a good word for that. Yeah. Escalation into a, yeah the next next level some next level and 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 i understand and i have a choice let's say it that way to to go there or not right and sometimes i'm if if i'm particularly not feeling it in the moment or not feeling it with that person you know i'm just there's a there's a way that i you know just close up all the seal it all up and, and and turn away so that there's they're not able to access and and I stop that process but it's a very definite very definitely it's like okay they're wanting that thing they're wanting that thing <laughs> and, and do I want to do that right now or do I want to do it ever you know that, <laughs> yeah <laughs>